Hey everybody, welcome to the official Christmas episode of Up for Discussion 2015. Uh, I am your host, Tom Zlatni, and today with me in the... In the... <laughs> today with me in in lieu of Simon or Tim, who are both busy doing Christmas things with their families, I have my good friend Alex Smith. Yay! Alex is excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, tell them who you are. Hi, I'm Alex. Uh, I'm a theatrical lighting designer and writer, stage manager, polyglot, historian, gay Jew, kind of everything. Yep, yep. Uh, and so uh, Alex is here with me today. We're going to do something special. We're going to record a audio commentary that nobody asked for, for a fantastically bad movie. Oh, yes. Um, so the movie in question is Strange Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, go for it. Strange Magic um, is the brainchild of 15 years of hard work and dedication on the part of mastermind George Lucas. It is apparently abominable and... Uh, we're going to regal you all with our reactions to it. Yay. Uh, yeah, so I uh, we're going to press start on the Netflix here. Uh, if you want to watch along, uh, you're going to press the start button in three, two, one. Yeah, cool. Uh, there's not supposed to be audio at this part. Just there is not. <laughs> we had some issues. We got about five minutes into this and realized that our headphone splitter was doing weird things and we had to restart. Oh, boy. Um, cool. So, uh, yeah, I saw this movie on Netflix one day mm-hmm. and was like, oh, wow, the voice cast for this looks great. Um, because it had like Alan Cumming and Kristen Chenoweth and Sam Palladio, uh, and Elijah Kelly who plays seaweed on Hairspray. And I was like, this looks like it'll be great. Like how could it possibly go wrong? Um, and I got about five minutes into it before giving up because it definitely went wrong. It is. Oh, there actually was audio here. I knew something was up. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> It is apparently uh, inspired by Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. for a given value of the word inspired by. Yeah. Um, it is not supposed to be good. Nope. Uh, I mean, I think it was supposed to be good. Yeah. <laughs> it mostly reminds me of Ants. Um, everything I have seen about this movie makes me feel that it is to A Midsummer Night's Dream as Ants was to A Bug's Life. Um Bitter, Woody Allen-ish, and full of talent that didn't quite know what they were doing there. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's painful because it's it's like one of the, you call it a jukebox musical? Yeah. Uh, where they take a bunch of songs that are pre-existing and then they just, you know, do new arrangements and covers of them as the soundtrack. Oh God, really? Uh, it is? Yeah. Oh no. Um, and I was like, those ki- those aren't always bad. This might be good. And the voice cast are great. So like, it should be fantastic. Um, but it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Uh, at least in the five minutes I've seen of it, mm-hmm. it may get better. Let's see. Um, so we have this great fairy girl prancing through the flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to say, like, at least like graphically, it looks nice. It's true, but there is kind of an antsiness to the faces. Oh, yeah. Are you hearing the vocals right now? Yes, I okay, am. Okay, cool. Are good. You? Yes. Good. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, our audio is working. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. The the problem is like vocally like it's not terrible but it just it doesn't land. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's just it it's just not good. Mhm. It's just the slightest bit too generic. Yeah. That's it. It just lacks heart. Okay. 
So my understanding here is that there's sort of the fairy world and the goblin world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, they are not allowed primroses? Yeah, because primroses are necessary in order to make a love potion. Uh, uh, oh, of course, because they're the purple-tinged flower. Yeah. Uh, and so in order to get, you know, whoever to fall in love with you, you need primroses. Oh, dear. Being a children's movie, we evidently have to have two vaguely non-menacing lackey characters? Yeah. I think their boss is Alan Cumming. Oh, good. Uh, if memory serves. Alan Cumming is fantastic. Hilarious guy. Very talented. Wasted in this movie. Oh. May need to turn up the volume a little bit, eh? Yep. Can't quite hear what's going on. Is that? That's better. Cool. Yeah, that's definitely Alan coming. <laughs> oh, he's about to sing, isn't he? I don't know. I hope so. Alan Cumming is like. Alan Cumming is one of those people who I think of as absolutely fantastic, <laughs> but also like, not for any particular reason. He just holds a place in my heart. You know. Yeah, I can get that. Yeah. I mean, I'm liking his character design. He's just cool enough and a little more inspired than what we were seeing on Fairy Lady. But it could just be that he's um, darkly lit right now, so yeah. he looks a little cooler. It could be the crappy dark lighting. I don't know. He's, he's a little more interesting looking. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. The fairies have, like, weirdly triangular faces. Yes. And, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't come across as, like, oh, these are the nice guys. Mm-hmm. Like, they're creepy. This reminds me of half of our friend's mothers. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm I'm not quite sure I'm digging the Jews as goblins, but um <laughs> Is Alan coming Jewish? He's he's like Scottish. Those are not mutually exclusive. I am also Scottish well, instantly. But I mean, were you Jewish originally? <laughs> Let's be fair. This is true. No, I was not. <laughs> oh. Here we go. She's in love with this guy. Oh my goodness, he is riding a squirrel. See, this is Sam Palladio, uh, who plays uh, Gunner Scott, a country musician on Nashville. Mm. I thought that was his name in this movie. No, Um, I don't know what this fairy's name is. But they're just not believable as love interests. No... I gotta say, I'm loving the, like, bright outdoor visuals. Hmm. Like, it's very pretty. It is. I like his, um, scary wings. They're kind of adorable. Yeah. A little foreboding. A little. Oh, my goodness. I think my favorite thing about kids' movies is how the exposition is all just so straight up. Like, it's all up front and all very obvious. Oh, he's a southern fairy, isn't he? Yep. So this this voice actor is he's British. Um and so I guess that you know by virtue of having been on a show set in Nashville for so long, the only American voice he can do is southern. 
That is fair. Yeah. Oh boy. I do like his giant squirrel horse. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I I am down for that. You can't go wrong with a giant squirrel horse. Never. I'm not sure who either of these girl voices are. That is... Is that how you say that in English? Girl voices? No, boutonniere. Oh, boutonniere. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, It's like a corsage, only for ladies. Oh, okay. Oh, gross. What are these? No. <laughs> I don't like those tiny fairies. They're baby fairies, or they're primal spirits of nature, untouched by concepts of aesthetic design they're disgusting abominations also that i really i'm curious i'm gonna have to google this i wonder who these ladies are because oh no oh no no this is no oh god no This is, this is a mashup of, I can't help falling in love with you and crazy in love. Yep. Oh no. What an unusual combination of awkward and cheese. Oh. Oh. Oh god, they're dancing around a cut. No. Film. No. This is genuinely bad. Okay. All right. They've got the harmony locked down at least. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. All right. Voice cast. The girl is Evan Rachel Wood. I do not know who that is. Yep, me neither. <laughs> Let's let's look her up on Wikipedia. Let's we have to provide like a really informative audio commentary. Oh, absolutely! For the that is what people movie. watch, listen to audio commentaries for. Yeah, Evan Rachel Wood is an American actress. She began acting in the 1990s. Okay, so she's 28. Mm-hmm. Um, what has she done? She was in 13. Oh, do you remember that movie? No. Okay, 13 was this like teen movie, um, about this girl who like. Has a hard life. And then I think she becomes a lesbian. Oh, good. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. She does like drugs and like explores her sexuality and steals stuff from people with her friend. Oh, man. Stuff is going down. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The handsome prince is making out with someone else. Mm Mm-hmm. I appreciate the the overly dark guitar solo that started just now. Um, Okay. Oh, she was in Across the Universe. True Blood. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Okay. So, is it her wedding she's going to? Was she going to be marrying him, or is she like a bridesmaid at some other fairy wedding? I think she's supposed to be marrying him. And he just macks on this other fairy lady on their wedding day? I guess, yeah. I mean, the heart wants what the heart wants. Dawn, this this other girl, the blonde, Mm -hmm. is uh, Meredith Ann Bull who uh, I think has done absolutely nothing else. Oh, good. Yep. So new talent. Hmm. I don't know who the other girl was that 
Prince was making out with, though. I don't think she had any lines. Yeah, I don't know if she... Maybe she is Kristen Chenoweth? Mm-hmm. Oh. Sad ballad time. I really don't like these tiny fairies. I'm more bothered by Triangle Face, to be honest. Like, it's like their heads are sideways eggs. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't like that one a little bit. Uh, what is this song? This is what do you why do fools fall in love, maybe? I don't know. I suspect called it. I, yeah. I suspect it's called I'll Never Fall in Love Again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, so now she's She's decided that she's done with love and she's going to swing some sticks at stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which is the only appropriate response to Absolutely. catching your significant other cheating on you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shit. Aren't we only like 20 minutes into the movie? Why is she having like a, a big <laughs> character makeover now? And also just a literal makeover. Yeah. She's putting on dark eyeshadow and gloves and... Has a sword. Well, you know, with with kids' movies, you can't always take time to have the nuance of character growth. It sometimes has to happen through the yeah, course of like, one montage. This is the kind of character change that happens like two-thirds of the way into the movie. I mean, I wouldn't mind if we were only two-thirds of the way into the movie at this point. Of course, if there was only another ten minutes left. Yeah. It'd be great. But uh, no, I, I don't think we are so lucky. No. Oh, here we go. Here's Elijah Kelly. Elijah Kelly is great. Hmm. Um, I mean, he's okay. He's not. He's not bad. He is the guy who we said before was uh, seaweed from Hairspray. Right. Great singer. Great dancer. Um, face about the size of a dandelion puff. Yep. Well, I think he's like. I don't think he's a fairy. I think he's like a gnome or something. Mm-hmm. What else has he done? Bunch of stuff I haven't seen. Solid. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this is about as far as I made it in last time. You uh, actually made it this far last time? You're a braver man than I am. I, I wanted to see what goes on. I was I was curious enough to stick with it, mm-hmm. but only till the end of this song, which I thought was just terrible. Oh, good. Because right now, our audio format has no way of conveying the amount of eye-rolling I'm internalizing right now. Yeah, it's painful, right? Yeah. It's just... Oh, boy. Oh, are they about to sing again? They're definitely about to sing again. No. They're, they're doing a good job of, of making him and the other guy very obvious opposites. Yes. Yeah, here's a... <laughs> yep. I only have so much forehead to raise my eyebrows into with this choice. Yeah. See, by the end of this, this is like... Just like a weirdly like tropical version of of every little thing's gonna be all right. Yep. Like it's just it's uncomfortable. It doesn't work. By the end of this, I was like, I'm done with this movie. Yeah, I'm I'm actively uncomfortable right Ugh. now. 
Oh, I think something's about to go down. Oh, I hope he gets eaten. How satisfying would that be? Oh, man. Did you not make it through to the end of this song? No, I, I stopped halfway through. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. See, that's like a pretty good looking lizard. Yeah. If they had put as much effort into like the character design as they did into like the environment and, and mm-hmm. wild animals, it wouldn't be terrible. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Her design is a lot better now. I can deal with it now. Yeah. Yeah. She's a lot more convincing as like the angry badass. Mm-hmm. This lizard, though, I just want an entire movie about this lizard. I just want this lizard in my life. I want to pet it and cuddle it and call it George. You think its name is George? Um, or ah, Jub Jub. Jub Jub. Man, would you get a lizard? Uh, yes. Yeah? Like, meeting Daphne, all about getting a lizard right now. I want them to be friends. Right? Daphne is such a sweetheart. I need to rotate your mic. Oh, Hopefully go for it. show up on the audio. Uh, yeah, da- Daphne is great. Like, we've talked before about Daphne, my guinea pig. She's so sweet. She looks so much like Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Oh, that's the Daphne you were talking about. I was also talking about Fraser Daphne, but the the flowing reddishness of her hair mm-hmm, is like mm-hmm. straight up Daphne. Yeah. Yeah, she's an elegant little girl. Mm-hmm. I want her and my six-foot iguana or monitor lizard to be besties. Do you think that happens in the wild? No, I no. think um, that lizard would eat her. Oh, shit. I don't know if I want like, that. Like, I would eat her if she wasn't so cute. Yeah, I, I looked up out of curiosity what, like, a cooked guinea pig looks like, mm-hmm. and it's not appealing because they uh, served you the yourself. entire carcass. Yep. It's gross. I couldn't eat an animal that still looked like an animal, unless it was, like, shrimp. Or, yeah, like, that's fair. fish, I guess, to some extent. Hmm. Oh. Is she wearing her wings differently now that she's badass? <laughs> she might. They, there's like less pep in them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. She's I think that was her realizing that getting those those flower petals will allow her to make the the love potion mm. to make Blanca or what Blonde Lady. Um, Did they just kiss? She kissed her on the forehead. Okay. It kind of came out of nowhere. Right. I saw Simon was in Concordia's production of Midsummer Night's Dream mm. um, at the beginning of this month, and uh, they made Lysander a woman. Sorry, just a moment. We haven't oh. heard this theme enough. She has to sing it as well, like just as as incidental music. <laughs> of course. Ugh. But uh, continue. Um, Lady Lysander. Lady Lysander. I thought it was a really interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was weird because they they didn't, it was very obvious that she was supposed to be a woman mm. and they changed a little bit of the language, but it didn't seem to change too much of like the social climate around it. Interesting. Yeah. Like usually in those situations, like if you gender swap a character really intentionally, mm-hmm. there's some kind of social reason for it. Yeah. But in this, it just kind of like even, you know, Lysander is the character who, uh, the, the father does not want his daughter to marry. That is correct. Um, but it never really came across that it was for like reasons of gender. Mm-hmm. It just like it, they didn't change it enough to make it seem like that. Right. And so right. It, it really just felt like they did it to make a greater contrast between Lysander and Demetrio, Demetrius or whatever. Demetrius. Um, who was like very tall mm-hmm. instead of a short girl. Ooh. 
O. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. No. Oh God. That that lock of hair. It's it's so <laughs> obnoxious. It's 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 obnoxious, but also kind of great. Oh God. I do appreciate. Oh, are they supposed to be? Uh, are they supposed to be the the fairies, as opposed to being the leads? Like, if this were as it's supposed to be, Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm-hmm. Are they Titania are, and Oberon, as yeah. opposed to? I mean, I feel like they're kind of meant to be both. Right. He's really adamant about being a country western fairy, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, this is so uncomfortable. Oh no, yeah. He he must be he must be Lysander mm-hmm. or Demetrius. Although they're playing really it a little differently in that they had um an existing romance that he has blown utterly. Right. Which is the Titania Oberon thing. Yeah, that's it. I feel like Oh no. We're gonna have a mashup soon, aren't we? Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh no. Is this pink? I believe this is pink. This is a song I actually recognize, so my money's on pink. Oh my god. No. Oh no, it's Kelly Clarkson. Ah. Oh golly. Oh. This is some weak ass choreography. Yeah. It's 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 the weakness of it is is heightened by the fact that she's just flying slowly toward him. Yep. Oh my goodness. I I don't think I've had enough coffee for this. Yeah, I'm starting to think our initial plan of do this later and have drinks for the movie might have been a sane one. Yeah, it might have made this more bearable. Yep. God. Did he just call her Buttercup? He did, and there being cartoon I've been hit on the head birds. Oh, key change. There we go. Wouldn't be a bad animated musical without a little Mm -hmm. bit of modulation. Yeah. Oh. Who's Who's the other girl? Who just got spun around? Uh, maybe the girl he was macking on earlier? Oh, maybe. Because it didn't look like it was blonde chick who must have a name. Don. Ah, right. Yeah. To recap, this is Roland and Marianne having a a little a little quarrel. Ah, of course. Uh-oh. Oh, ew. She caught her wing in the door. That uh, must really hurt. Yeah, that's, that's hard like, to that imagine. That might rip off his back. Ew. Gross. Oh, no, don't. No. Ah. Oh. You know when people get their bags stuck in the door in the metro? Yes. That's that's what that feels like to me. Really? Like like an extension of your body that like you 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 don't want to lose it to the door, so you just have to tug. Yeah. But it's like a bag that that was physically attached to his spine made it extra icky. It's a flesh sack specifically. Ah. What, your backpack isn't a f- sack made of flesh? Of course, all backpacks are sacks made of flesh. Who has ever heard of such a thing as a backpack that was not? Yeah, it's why we're like kangaroos, but backward. Yeah. 
Oh my god. How have they gone from that horribly awkward scene back to happy dance? Uh. Okay, he's an elf. Ah, of course. Yeah. That makes sense. He's kind of like an Icelandic elf. Okay, so wait, wait. Are we supposed to sympathize with Roland now? Because he was cheating earlier. He was cheating. And he's utterly unsympathetic. Yeah. It's the really... Okay. He's he's definitely kind of being pegged as a villain here. Good. Yeah, like he's reminding me a bit of um Prince from Frozen who is not the hot one. Hans. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is that Hans? Maybe. I think it's Hans. Is Sven Eric is the, the horse? Sven is the reindeer. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Reindeers and are just horses with trees growing out of their heads. Of course. And then Hans, Hans is, is the bad guy. The and Kristoff is the blonde. Right. Yeah, there we right, go. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so Hans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very Hans, but Southern? I feel as though he's going to reveal himself to be British in the second half of the movie. Oh my God, that'd be so much better. <laughs> it's weird because Sam Palladio can, can do Southern pretty damn well on Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very convincing. It, I wouldn't have known he was British. But it just feels a little more like a caricature here. Yeah. And his southernness feels so out of place in this setting. Yeah. Cuz like fairy myth is so European feeling that having mm-hmm. all of these American dialects kind of Yeah. It's a bit of a a shift from what I'm expecting. Well, that's it cuz they're they're mostly like sort of the generic American and then there's, you know, elf boy here who's obviously black mm-hmm. and and roland who's obviously very southern mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it really makes sense what are these these are talking mushrooms and is that is that the are they broken telephoning their way across the countryside as a series of stationary gossip shrooms i believe they are it doesn't even make sense because they're a hive mind aren't they Yep, that is how mushrooms work. Mushrooms could just communicate telepathically. They wouldn't need to. Through their roots. Yeah. Or do we not call them roots when they're mushrooms? Hyphae? I'm not really a mycologist. I didn't even know that that was a word. (laughs) I would have assumed a mycologist was someone who does things that I do. No. With mics. Oh, goodness. Ooh. This guy needs some dental work. Just a little. I just can't get into this. What are they I can't talking care about? about them. I don't know. What I gathered was that there's someone with a shark that he can't deal with. But like, why? I don't know. Why a shark? Dude, why, why is he destroying all of the mushrooms? Are they the ones who tell him things? Oh, of course. He had to go oh. further up the broken telephone. Of course. That makes sense. Kill the ones who ruined the uh, the, message. the message. Okay, so that's that makes sense. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of big companies that work on that sort of principle mm. of like, you know, cut the bottom ten percent. Yeah, and like, I think that's kind of what he's doing here, right? He he cut out the bottom ten percent of mushrooms, the of ones course. who could not carry on the message successfully. 
this has to be an original song written for this movie. I feel like it. There are comparatively few pop songs that read, Because I'm evil, yes, I'm evil. (laughs) So don't you mess around with me. Oh. Yeah, I still like his design better. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting, and the symmetry of it works a lot better than the weird triangle faces that are meant, I think, to heighten the sense of symmetry in the fairies. Yeah. While making them look inhuman. Well, that's it. Because they're... Like they're, they're going for an uncanny valley thing in there, and they've hit the wrong side of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Because the, the whole idea of, like, the, you know, the triangular face, the wide cheekbones and eyes mm-hmm. and whatnot... Is like, oh yeah, those are like attractive features or whatever, but they've just overplayed it yeah. and made it very like, like this guy looks more believably human. Yes. Despite being like half their size and mm-hmm. what is that? It looks like an opossum or is it an opossum? I'm thinking of one of those American marsupials. Whoa. I guess there's more than one. Yeah. Because those are the things that have, like, those ridges on the snout like that guy did. But he also had, like, chinchilla ears. Yeah. I want to... Ooh. It's it's just... It just brings to mind Momo from... uh, Oh, that's true. Adventures in Airland. Yes. Um, The famous television program from Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, this has happened several times today that I haven't been able to remember the words that I'm trying to find. Are you actually... What is that show called? It is called Avatar The Last Airbender. I assumed you were being facetious. Nope, nope, nope. I just really couldn't. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. That is a strong chinch possum. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what this thing is, but it's mighty. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did it just cross itself? Maybe. It's a devout Catholic chinch possum. Well, that's why we're watching this movie for Christmas. Exactly. And he's just sacrificed himself for the good of the elf. Uh, the metaphor grows. Whoa. Guys, welcome to... Oh, uh, Adventures of a Jedi Fairy. Whoa. She's good. So here we have Marianne um, training in the Force. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They have a lot of dances. Mm-hmm. Apparently to appease the elves. This says volumes about their society. To appease the elves, but isn't the elf the tiny guy? Yeah. Why well, do they need to appease their whole him? civilization. But they're so small, they could just destroy them. Mm-hmm. This is clearly a really peaceful nation who, who don't like conflict. And, yeah. I mean, in spite of all wearing battle armor and swords. It's fashionable leaf battle armor. It's true. He does look very suave. Mm-hmm. I wonder who this dad is. Who plays the dad? I I believe it's Alfred Molina. Hmm. Have possible? you heard about mm-hmm. um what the internet is perhaps rightly calling Zero Dark Thirty Rock? Zero Dark Thirty Rock? Um Whiskey Tango Foxtrot featuring Alfred Molina. As, it, is, it is Alfred Molina, apparently. As a, the head of Afghanistan, I believe? No. Who befriends Tina Fey as a uh, war correspondent? <laughs> yep. That sounds great. Yeah, it is also has... Oh, it's a real movie. It's coming Whoa. out. Tina Fey is 
being Tina Fey and gets shipped over to Afghanistan to cover stuff there. And she runs into, um, oh God, what's his face? Um, Hot Watson, current Sherlock. Hot Watson? Oh, uh, Morgan Freeman, Tim Freeman. Tim Martin, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. There we go. (laughs) Yes. Um, Tim was his name on the office. In the is he on the British? He's in the one? British office. He's, really? He's British Jim. No. Yep. I'm gonna have to watch that later and yeah, it's, it's take him. in Martin Freeman as a youngling. I have it. You can borrow it if you want. It is also on Canadian Netflix. Oh. It is the only office on Canadian Netflix. Weird. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. I've completely lost the thread of what's going on. Um, Elijah Kelly is looking at some lights. He sees a lady. I don't know. Ah, Maya Rudolph is in this, apparently. Maybe that's her. That's probably Maya Rudolph. Nope. Is that Kristen Chenoweth? Uh, I think that's Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, yeah. That's Kristen Chenoweth. Excellent. That's a weird Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah, this is not who I would have cast her as, perhaps. She's apparently the Sugar Plum Fairy. Oh, is that what this is? As opposed to um, Magic Fairy Gollum Lady? Yep. (laughs) Gollum with two L's and a U in there, not uh, Jubots. Excuse me? Like... Jubots? Jubots. Gollums, like G-O-L-E-M, like animate piles of rock. Made by Golem, 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 like the Pokemon Golem. Uh, that is how this is spelled. Yes, a Golem. <laughs> I think you mean Golem. I believe both are correct. I could be wrong. I do not doubt the internet will make this point very clear. What is she doing? Um, I think she's. I think she's making. I think she's making the potion, the love potion. Oh man. I would have expected more potion brewing in the making of a potion. Yeah, but Chris and Chenoweth do as Chris Exactly. You know what I'm saying. Chinchilla fairy lady. Oh, yeah, man. she's uh, making the potion. It's weird that she just lives in a bubble. I think she was, like, captured? Is, is he not still in the dark forest? Oh, maybe, yeah. I think he's she's been locked up ever since something happened with um what's his face? Tim Curry, but not Tim Curry. Yeah, the I wanna say Bog King. The Bog King. The Bog King. Um How are they managing to not even use Kristen Chenoweth to like half of her potential vocally? Mm. Like that song felt hackneyed, right? I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm not alone. I mean, it had some cool visuals. That was one of the prettier things. It's true. But, like, it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't Chenoweth. So, wait, the villain's Jewish mother, Goblin, is trying to set him up with eligible young ladies while he is off being the villain of this movie? Yes, I want to say. I want to say yes. I really want to know who Maya Rudolph is. I like the, uh, the notion that, oh, wait, maybe, I think Maya Rudolph might be the Jewish mom. Oh, Lord. I'm not confident, but I I have a, a funny feeling. <laughs> yep, Maya Rudolph as Griselda, the Bog King's mother. There we go. Uh, amazing. This is a much more useful list. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, the promising thing about him getting the love potion is that this must mean we're near the end of, of the first part of the movie, right? Yeah, it's amazing that this is still the first act. Yeah. It doesn't I it, it hurts me to think about it. But it's we're just there. kind of going all over the place. What is that? What is that? No! It's a pretty young bachelorette, can't you tell? From her mandibles with lipstick? Said a cockroach? Yes. Said it. Said it. Es una cucaracha. Said a cockroach? I don't know if I can do this movie anymore, Alex. Like, that might be the thing that pushed me over the edge, is a sexy cockroach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that is Puck. Puck the chinch possum. Oh, I get it. Okay, all right. I can dig it. So who's she supposed to be then? Is she the... She is the flower, kind of. Okay. I guess. Huh. Unless she and him... She's Titania, Bog King is Oberon. Oberon. That would make a lot of sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense why they hate each other, why she's distributing love potions. Mm -hmm. Because that was Titania's jam, right? Well, sort of. Like, they controlled nature, and then they got into a fight because Oberon um, wanted to be all Eronimos and Erastes with the Indian babe that they collect. And she gets really possessive because she also is in love with the baby. And they fight over... um, the adolescent boy that they have both taken in and are in love with and um, unable to settle this conflict, they split and nature and love fall out of whack because, yeah. Because the fairies in charge of them are not together anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised Pokemon hasn't made like legendary Pokemon who are that. I mean, haven't they kind of? Like Kyogre and Groudon kind of have that going for them in terms of like them being agents of balance through Rayquaza are they I always got the sense that like Kyogre and they Groudon, would both like, like the thing about the story to those games in particular is that your villain team only wakes up one except an emerald and then that is the breaking from balance and it's about getting the other guy to restabilize things Okay, right. If I'm recalling this correctly, except in no, Emerald right. where both wake up and yeah. Rayquaza has to sort it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I'm surprised they haven't had like a Pokemon whose whose jam is love. Mm. Like, although I guess that's not really a theme that they explore much in Pokemon. Yeah, like, that's true. As a kid's game, it doesn't really appeal to kids as much. I mean, there might be something like that. Like the the weird kind of lame psychic trio in Gen 4. Aren't they themed after emotions? Oh. the Like the ones that the team Plasma? That, is that the right team? Team Galaxy? Uh, I think Team Plasma. Team Plasma sounds right. Huh. Um, yeah, the three, the three elf things that yeah. live in caves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like one of them or all of them were captured by the team at first and then you free them and then they go to their caves. Yeah. 
Okay, so theoretically, little elf dude is going to fall in love with goth girl now. Oh, of course, right? because we're doing a Midsummer Night stream, and this is the point where the lovers get confounded. Yeah. So, so I think my guess here is that she's going to fall in love. Goth girl's going to fall in love with the little elf man. Mm-hmm. Uh, blonde girl's going to fall in love with the douchebag. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the boys will just keep loving who they love. Hmm. Um, what is this music? Like, it's just so forgettable. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because it is a children's movie that they will not have one of them fall in love with their counterpart of the same gender, which I believe happens. Helena or Hermia has that whole spermia as you would your spaniel speech during oh. the brief interlude where she's in love with um, the opposite one. Right. Because isn't, well, the Midsummer gang kind of get their love on a bunch of different times. Yeah. But isn't like who is oh man. Okay, the one oh, who no. there are goblins. What even is happening? They're just the goblins are gate crashing the band but not the party. Okay. Yeah, I was like I I looked away for a second and then I came back and the music was worse. <laughs> Didn't really know why. Okay. Okay. It's a good thing that all of those training montages rendered you completely useless the second something important happened. What is... Okay, wait. Wait, wait. I, I'm having a lot of trouble keeping track of what's happening here. He's spilling the potion on her. Okay, oh, yeah. No. Like I said, she's going to fall in love with the douchebag. Yep. Oh. Oh. Or not. Maybe she's going to fall in love with the Bog King. Oh. I wonder how loosely they base this on Midsummer Night's Dream. I mean, fairly loosely, fairly it's looking loosely. like. Like, I'm recognizing the broad archetypes. Yeah. And a couple of plot elements, but... Was that a frog with a guitar? It was. And now, um... We're here at a rock show. You know, there's there's elements of this that I like. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm digging the whole kind of weird aesthetic of it. Yeah. I'm. This is kind of giving me vibes of uh, Megabyte Gate crashing Enzo's birthday. Yeah. Oh, my God. That episode is one of the best things. It really is. Like, the fact that they spend so much of it trying to sort out the entertainment for the yes. party. God, reboot's so good. It really is. And, like... It's that moment when Megabyte really transitions to being kind of a charismatic villain. Yeah. That's it, because he's actually kind of scary in the first few episodes yeah. of that series. And, you know, he is ultimately a scary figure, but yeah. somebody that has a certain amount of personality that you can understand. Yeah. Well, he, he goes from being a genuinely scary villain to, like, Team Rocket almost. Mm. Right? Where, But with a bit more gravity. Yeah. Because like, ultimately, he's a lot more successful than most villains. He goes and gets exactly what he wants halfway through the show and then the story leaves that setting yeah man that show we should be watching reboot instead of this terrible terrible movie this is the first song that actually feels not bad yeah it's nicely executed his choreography is kind of on point they've really they're working the lankiness of that design yeah 
And I also feel like like Alan Cumming is rocking this vocally. Mm-hmm. Like he sounds good in that upper register. Yeah. And I'm liking just the staginess of the look. Yeah. And I feel like Alan Cumming looks enough like this thing that <laughs> it's kind of a believable like vocal thing, right? Because hmm. he is kind of lanky and and a pointed. bald fairy monster. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> oh no. Ugh. Dad's always preventing their kids from flying into dark forests. Story of my life. Not mine. How many dark forests has your dad kept you out of? Um, eight. Really? At least eight. At least eight. What was the third one? The third one um, was, in fact, an elaborate metaphor for adolescent experimentation. Um, I would go so far as to say that there was no forest at all. I couldn't see it for the trees. Mm. I think we've all been there. Guys, leave us a comment letting us know if you've been to the forest with no trees. <laughs> oh my goodness. We need to just we need to just make jokes so that we can entertain ourselves through the next like how much more of this movie is left. There's totally like half of <laughs> Oh my god. Did that say 55 minutes? Yes, it did. Oh my goodness. We are like halfway through this. Oh golly. Let's take to Twitter. Let's see what people are saying to us on Twitter. <laughs> I hope people have said things to us on Twitter. Oh my goodness. Okay, so... I like that this guy's going to be the unlikely hero now. Mm-hmm. I can at least kind of appreciate that. I, I'm still not really down with him being like the token character like that. Yeah. Like Like, it it feels pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. If like, if all of the other elves were also like very obviously black, Mm -hmm. it would at least be like, okay, fair enough. Like this is like clearly a thing, but he really does feel like the token. Yeah. Like he is the only black elf apparently. Oh, okay. Uh, the other day from the Up for Discussion Twitter, we tweeted, um, we tweeted asking, uh, what, what did we say? We're going to do something different on the show this week. Is there anything you'd like to hear us talk about? And I t- we tweeted this specifically knowing that we'd be doing this mm-hmm. and that inevitably there'd come a point where it would be really hard to want to pay attention to this movie and we might want to provide some other stuff. So basically the entire movie. Oh, what? Is this the... No. Oh, my God. Did you also think this was... uh, What is... There was this page on the internet back when I was in high school that was just a picture. It was a it was a little gif of a... Uh, of a of a piece of bread with a cat face on it. What? Uh, and it just had this high-pitched voice singing, uh, you're my cupcake, gumdrop, etc. I have no idea what you're talking about oh my goodness maybe one of those you are much younger than me things that's possible you're what 40 yes i am exactly 40 by which i mean almost 27 (laughs) yeah you and tim are the same like you guys were the same year i think yeah Yeah. born in 89 hey like taylor swift let's let's not just like taylor swift the party 
Like, That's okay. Like Adele. I think. No. No? Adele is older than me, right? Please tell me that Adele is older than me. She looks old for her age. Okay. But she's she's 25 now, I think. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Isn't Did, Adele like 30-something? No, Adele's like 25. That's why her new album is called 25. Am is I it wrong called about that? Hello? No, that's just a song. Wow. Uh, let's see. Adele is Adele is twenty seven. Sorry. Oh, she's she's eighty eight, not eighty nine. She's uh. a little older. But Taylor Swift is definitely eighty nine. Hmm. As evidenced by her new album, nineteen eighty nine. Yes, that I had heard about. This is real bad. Okay, so she's in love with this guy. Yeah, she is in love with the Bog King, who wants nothing to do with her. Oh, Maya Rudolph. I almost like Griselda more now that I know she's Maya Rudolph. Mm-hmm. It just helps a little bit. Yep. Um. So we had uh, at Nightchild314 uh, respond to that tweet saying, talk about dealing with the overwhelmingness associated with trying to balance school, work, social life, family, mental health, physical health, etc. Uh, I have dealt a lot with that in my life. Yep. I'm assuming you have also. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um. You know, doing freelance and in the art stuff, especially when I was first starting out, there were a lot of, you know, trying to make ends meet and still see people while working a hundred hour week. Yep. Yep. Yeah. My life felt a lot more like that before I got the job I currently have that kind of stabilized things. Yeah, me too. Um, It has really brought, by virtue of being readily available money, I can just show up to twice a week. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it. Having having some kind of stability in your life helps a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but it's harder when that stability is just school. Yeah, because there's it feels like there's more pressure. Yes, like school is more distinctly achievement based. Um, yeah, it's structured around like regular points where you are having how much you've learned, how much you've assimilated, be evaluated. Yeah, and it's it's a more stressful environment because the award, like the reward you get for doing well at it isn't as immediate too. Mm-hmm. Like it is sort of like you're you're investing a lot in it in order to get back a theoretically large gain toward the end, but not even yeah. necessarily. And so it kind of has that risk factor whereas having a job that's just consistent is like, oh yeah, every day I do this and then I get paid yep. and I know I'm going to get paid, and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Oh damn. They cannot Ooh. catch Puck. That was some straight up wusha choreo. Oh, I like this this very hokey like action shot here. Just both of them yelling at each other. Hey, they kissed. There we go. They did kiss. Great. I don't know who this big guy is. He's hey, he's also black. Okay. Oh, cool. Aw, job jobs back. Yes. I've been waiting for Jub Jub for like 20 minutes. Me too. Oh, I hope he saves them. Oh my gosh. Did he just sprinkle? He just sprinkled love potion on Jub Jub. <gasps> this is yes. so perfect. This is so perfect. This is my life. Dude. This is a, a perfect metaphor for my life. Yeah. Tied down to a flower with another guy and a lizard that loves us. <laughs> you should really get that lizard. You really should. I should. Oh, she's still singing love songs to the Bog King. This is uncomfortable. Yep. Um, 
But yeah, it's hard to find that balance between like doing things that you like and also, you know, spending time with people and like feeling like you're healthy and stuff. Yeah. There's that there's that triangle picture that goes around on the Internet that shows like that uh, perfect balance, social life, good grades and I think enough sleep. Yeah. Uh, and it says pick two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's a pretty accurate like it is really hard to do all those things and you can substitute good grades with job. Right? Yeah. Like it is really hard to manage to find time to do all those things successfully. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be extremely disciplined and also in a situation where you have the ability to make those calls. Yeah. At the end of the day, there are going to be a lot of situations, a lot of points in your life where you're not necessarily going to be in control of all of that and learning to kind of let go and and flow with that to the best of your ability is I think one of the important parts about being an adult and kind of rolling with life's punches. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like I've found, you know, between those three things, right? Like you, you don't really get to decide to some extent. Usually you don't get to decide when you work or when you do school. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in a, if you're in certain situations, you do like, you know, when you're in university, you have some control over your course schedule. Yeah. Uh, when you have a job, depending on the type of job you have, you get to set your hours or you don't. Right. Yeah. Like we kind of get to set our hours. Mm-hmm. But, you know, which is nice because I don't on any of my other jobs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so like having that flexibility is super helpful in terms of finding the other stuff. Uh, but that's definitely a privilege that most jobs and definitely almost all school does not give you. Yeah. Um, and so you, you're kind of at the mercy of whoever's making that part of your schedule. Mm-hmm. And then your social life is at the mercy of whoever's making that part of your schedule and that part of other people's schedules. Yeah. And, and your sleep just has to happen whenever it can. Mm-hmm. Those two kind of get tied into each other insofar as that if you're working a lot, you might not have a lot of energy to yeah. to hang out. Like my partner and I have a lot of good friends. We do not see them very often because mm-hmm. we are tired old curmudgeons, yep. but we're ultimately pretty happy. Yeah, that's it. And so you, you sort of have to make the social interactions you have count, mm-hmm. right? Like I find that... I tend to have this this habit of only spending time with people in a situation where I'm like working on something with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not healthy because, you know, you do get to socialize. You get that sort of social element, but you need to also have time where you're just hanging out. That's true. I mean, it can be nice, too, though. Like, I think hanging out with you at work is actually one of like it's a regular high point of my week. I look forward to coming into work, um, not just because I get money, but because like you're fun to socialize with. Right. I watch some game grumps and we just kind of yeah. have a day together. Like I yeah. see you more regularly than just about anyone in my life besides Andres. Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, you know, if your work situation or your school situation is a favorable social situation, that's the best you can hope for. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not, your social life is going to feel even more like bleak. Um, I just looked back at the screen and everyone's kissing frogs <laughs> and a turtle. Somebody was kissing a turtle. This is great. They're, they seem to have an infinite amount of this love potion mm-hmm. <laughs> that everyone wants to track down for their own use. Oh, man. Way more dust has flown out of that bottle than could conceivably be fit in yeah. that bottle. Well, yeah, that's it. Like, it <gasps> seems to. Was love that a snail? snail. <laughs> I love me some love snail. Um, yeah, well, that's it. And so if you have like, if you have like a school or work situation, Jub Jub, no, no, Jub Jub, don't eat puck. This is a bad idea. 
gross. That um, would take a while. Lizards digest forever. Really? Like, what's a lizard's digestive system like? Um, if I'm recalling correctly, most um. Oh God! Hang on, I just realized this is Queen. Yep. But like, bassy and weird. It is. That is not how I think of uh, that song sounding. Nope, ever. that's about four octaves lower than it's supposed to be. Yep. Um, yeah. So in terms of dealing with that stress and that pressure, like, I found that the most helpful thing for me is to find any element of it that I can control and be mm-hmm. really intentional about controlling it. Like, when it comes to your sleep, like, you might not think that you can decide when to go to sleep, but you can. Yep. Like, you can say... I'm not going to keep staying up until two in the morning watching mm-hmm. Netflix anymore. And sometimes if that's that regularity isn't what's working for you, then treat yourself. Stay up a little, but don't do it every night. Like find what works for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Like if you if you aren't in a situation where you can decide on your work schedule or your school schedule, decide on your social schedule. Make social engagements that you intend to keep and uh, keep them and keep them and do them and enjoy them. Um Choose ones that are fulfilling. Don't that feel like you have to do specific stuff. Job, job. It is a beautiful creature. I still like this guy's squirrel horse, though. I mean, I like squirrel horse, but it's all about the job, job right now. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. I'm consistently like every time I look back to this, all the animals are great. Yeah, so great. Um, yeah. So, uh, night child. 314 um deal with it by finding ways to deal mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of the best i can give you like you know find the stuff that you can change and mm-hmm. do it and, and if nothing else if it seems difficult right now take solace in the fact that life is too long to ever stay that monotonous mm-hmm. for that long that's it it they, they say it gets better it does get better but it also gets worse but it, it just changes. Different. It gets different. Exactly. You have to take the bad with the good. And mm-hmm. there will always be stuff where you're like, eh, I'm not super satisfied with mm-hmm. this. But there will also be stuff that you're like, oh, this is a lot better than it was before. Yep. You just got to deal with that. They're using leaves and little sprigs of um, cedar. Is that that kind of tree? I don't know, man. Like the crappy pine tree, the one that has like the weird sticky flat things that look like pine needles. Maybe. Um, as war banners, it's kind of adorable. Yep. This, this movie's doing a good job of like playing up the tiny creatures in a forest element. Yeah. It is lame about 80% of the time, but occasionally there is a design choice that I think is, oh, that's actually kind of cute. Yeah. That's it. Job job. Aesthetically, this movie's got a lot going for it. The character design could be a lot better. Mm -hmm. I do really like her a lot better now that she's like action girl. Mm -hmm. She was so generic and grating kind of yeah but i can dig her now she has eyeshadow she is acceptable yeah like her and alan cumming and to a lesser extent alan cumming's mom mm-hmm. are all great characters yeah they, they've got stuff going for them now but yeah i think the darker this movie gets the better i like it on an emotional level mm. the less i like it aesthetically i really liked those bright colors at the beginning hmm Oh, they did something for me. Hmm. Oh, they're sisters. Oh. <laughs> Had you picked up on that yet? Until nope. Now? nope. I thought they were just biffles. Yeah. 
Wart. Ähm. Oh. Oh. Every time she does an angry song, the pacing of her choreography feels really weak. Yeah. Like, this is something that, like, I've seen done a lot better in East Asian stuff. Like, if I'm watching, like, a kung fu movie or, like, an anime thing, this right. is a kind of sequence that I think would be executed a little better. Yeah. And it, it makes me wonder if they're, if that's just a weak point of this company. Like Maybe. Like, Industrial Light and Magic or whatever. Yeah, the only other thing like this I can think of that they'd have done is the weird necklace musical number in uh, Return of the Jedi. What? Um, the CGI new to the current edition uh, musical number that George Lucas added to the Return of the Jedi in the Jabba the Hutt sequence. Uh, a beautiful necklace alien um, arrives on scene and does kind of a sexy number. <laughs> and uh, that was my sexy dance to all of a, you who totally saw this. That was a good sexy dance. Um, and there is um, a vaguely uncomfortable black sounding alien puppet with no real words, just gibberish. That accompanies her, and it is awkward and useless, and drags out a scene that, from what Andres has told me, is like, I don't know, not that long. Like, just the thing with the Twi'lek slave girl that Jabba shoves down a pit. That's just it. There's kind of a soiree going on ordinarily, but they add in this entire concert. Oh. Yeah, it's like a four-minute sequence. It's elaborate. Oh. How is this song still going on? Uh, he's added his own line to it. Oh my goodness. Okay, now Alan Cumming is rocking it slightly less. Yeah. I think it's the effect of being in proximity of her. Yeah. She she just makes things worse. I do like her creepy dark wings, though. Yeah. It's a better color choice with her current outfit than it was with her original dress. Which See, is part of what makes this design work better. Yeah. See, Alan Cumming should be singing in the same register as her right now. Mm-hmm. Then this would be awesome. Yeah. Because he can, as evidenced earlier when he was singing the high stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you do like classic rock songs like that, you can't sing them low. It's awkward. Yeah. They also got way too tired way too quickly. Yeah. I realize they're tiny bug people, but like. But it was a low energy fight for them to be panting this much. Like, that's like me up a couple flights of stairs level panting. Like, there's no excuse for that. Oh, good. We get more of this song. Seriously. Um, uh, on that note, any more questions? Yeah, we got another one from uh, at Bacon Pizza Man, who uh, is Patrick, our our Patreon subscriber. Um, oh, go to patreon.com slash up for discussion and pledge to give us money. That's something I should have said at the beginning of the podcast. That Oopsie. is generally something you do. Yeah, that's OK. Um, Patrick says... Uh, what would be the most comical replacement for snow? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what he means by comical replacement for snow. Narwhals. Elaborate. Um, if instead of snow, it was tiny narwhals that fell from the sky and piled up on the streets, that would be the best. That would be great. Um, and then on winters like this, the narwhals would all float away in the rain we have. It would be the cutest that'd be really cute they'd have to be like snowflake sized narwhals though right absolutely like like you know when you were a kid and you went to the vending machines and they had little pokemon toys in the vending machine you'd have to be that size yeah oh god stop opening the door 
they keep they keep opening the door that Don is is in, and every time they open it, we hear her bad song. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! I appreciate that. Like this movie is doing a lot of like the characters who shouldn't like each other are stuck interacting with each other. Yeah, like it's it's a recurring thing, right? Like it had to happen with the dudes earlier. Now it's happening with these two. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Is oh, is he the bug king or the bog He's king? He's the bog king. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. This is very uncomfortable. Yep. Oh. Just because, like, her implied age is, like, teenage. Yeah. He's very clearly, like, an old man. Yep. Yeah. There's no, like, none of the, there's no romance between any of the female young people in Midsummer Night's Dream and Oberon, is there? No. No, I didn't think Oberon so. is basically exclusively interested in getting the baby, right. um, the babe, and kind of messes with them for fun and to help make Titania's life more complicated. The right. same reason he uh, makes her fall in love with Bottom, um, right. story of my life, and then uh, puts <laughs> an ass's head on him. <laughs> story of my life. Uh, <laughs> oh, Griselda lover um replacements for snow mm-hmm. i i'm not a fan of anything falling from the sky mm-hmm. i'd rather just <gasps> please let this be tonight's gonna be a good night oh my god is this happening it is happening Oh my god. <laughs> I think I like this movie now. <laughs> I think this was the turning point for me where I started to like this movie. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I'd rather have nothing falling from this guy. Um I guess if I had to choose it would be like like candy. But that would hurt. Not if it was like gummies. I might get Rain stuck in your hair. It can fall pretty hard and fast, but it's instead of snow. So it's it's inherently falling kind of gummy blizzard though gently and and softly right except when it storms oh true uh oh are they gonna uh, kiss what's happening right now no idea oh a fart joke there you go I forgot this was a kids movie mm-hmm. it really feels a lot more like a DreamWorks movie like yeah. something about the the aesthetic is actively DreamWorksy, And it's not just like the ants thing from earlier. There's something about the characterization and the flavor of humor it's going for. Mm-hmm. Like the whole elf thing feels straight out of Shrek. Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of bad Shrek. Yep. Yeah. Who voiced Shrek? Who was that? Uh, uh, the Austin Powers. Mike Myers. Yeah. Okay. See, now Kristen Chenoweth is feeling like Kristen Chenoweth mm-hmm. a little bit. She's allowed to be sassy now because she's yeah. free. Or no, she's not free again. I can't really tell. But now the others really need her. So. Right. Okay. Oh, they're going to fall in love. Yep. Yep. Marianne and the Bug King. Mm-hmm. A match made in heaven. Yeah, I don't know. 
if I had to choose anything to fall from the sky instead of snow, like it would have to be food and it would have to be a food that doesn't hurt when it falls. But you'd get so sick of it if it fell from the sky for six months of the year in Canada. Oh, good point. Canada is a bad place for that. Um, I just got a text message from my friend Greg with a picture of a guinea pig. Uh, and I want you to tell me what this text says just real quick. Oh, it says furry potato. It is like a furry potato. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Gossip shrooms. I like these gossip shrooms. They're wrong, but I like them. <laughs> man, I wish people had sent more questions. Oh, was that it? That was it. Those were the only questions we got. Oh. No one watches. No one listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> we do this every week. No one listens. Okay. Yeah. No, they do. They do. What is what is the worst movie you've ever seen? Oh, goodness. Um That's a hard one. I've seen a lot of bad movies and I enjoy a lot of them, but mm-hmm. occasionally they're just bad. Right. Um I think it's called Time Chasers. Mystery Science Theater did uh, an episode on it, and it is utterly incoherent. Um, Involves a time-traveling, like, 90s plane, like a biplane from the 90s. Okay. And, um, air quotes, computer programming uh, in the 90s. Um, It's just kind of impossible to follow, and so... It's a lot harder to have fun with. Like, it got so incoherent, I had no idea what was going on anymore. Okay. And I was sober at the time, so that's a little harder to do. I, I like to think I'm reasonably okay at following terrible plotting, but, like, this was just, I have no idea what I'm watching. Right. What did you say it was called? Time Chasers or Time Crashers. Okay. Um, It is quite YouTubeable. Fair. I, we watched, what was that called? Space Milkshake? Oh, yes, we That did. was an incredible feat. Yes, it was. There was a rubber duck in that, wasn't there? There was a rubber duck voiced by George Takei, and it's also an alien? It is also an alien. Yeah. It is the monster, and yeah. George Takei. Oh, man. That was beautiful. Just, like, wasn't it like a Billy Boyd initiated thing? Like, he, like, executive produced it and... I believe that is the case. Starred in it and... Oh my goodness. There's nothing better than when oh. like a vaguely famous actor has money to spare and says, I want to make a bad movie. It reminded me an awful lot of a movie I have not thought about in nearly a decade now. Craw! Exclamation point. The sea monster. <laughs> about a monster I don't believe is called Craw and certainly has nothing to do with the sea. Um, it feels almost like two completely unrelated movies. Um one involving like uh, a dropout professor cop um, who goes to diners and gets like roped into this kind of Godzilla style plot with an alien monster. And the other is like this B plot with like some space Rangers dealing with like the, the power rangery villain that sent the monster in the first place, but their, their story doesn't really go anywhere <laughs> and never overlaps with the a plot at all. Right. Just kind of there. Saw it at a theater for Halloween in 2006. Oh, my goodness. Near McGill. 
I was just starting at Dawson. Mm-hmm. Um, you were like 13. Yep. Um, oh, they're bonding. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're going to fall in love. She just... While, She's smiling. While we were talking just now, she was... He's trying to smile. She was low-key telling him about how, like, you know, he's complaining about his, like, lonely life, and she was complaining about how she almost married someone who she knew didn't love her. Mm-hmm. They're definitely... Oh, golly, there's something there. Look at her. Oh, she's smiling. She's smitten. She's smote. That'd be an interesting, like, whoa. Butterfly wings as metaphor for arousal. (laughs) That's great. He saw her open up. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm in. (laughs) Oh, God. They're definitely going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to the bone zone. There was a preview at that showing of Cry, exclamation point, the sea monster, for a movie I've yet to hear of anywhere else, even online, The Erotic House of Wax. Oh, no. Um, It was an erotic horror movie about a wax museum where the people come, like the statues come to life and start boning, but also killing people. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Oh. That reminds me, there's a horror movie that came out this year, last year, Mm -hmm. It Follows, uh, that is basically that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. where the the monster just wants to fuck people. Oh. Oh, yes. I just scrolled by that on Netflix the other day. Apparently, it's pretty good, but also really uncomfortable. Hmm. She's definitely falling in love with the Bog King right now. Yeah. They've got, like, some rise in emotion music. She's just, like... She just and all of these plant metaphors for erections. Oh, they're singing the titular song. Oh, this is so uncomfortable. Because they've got an army of peeping tom mushrooms as they fall oh. in love with each other. I really don't like how glisteny that centipede is. Oh, it's okay. Just think of the sexy cucaracha from earlier. No, I don't. I don't. Ugh, bugs, man. Like that spider at the post office last week. Oh, man. It was not okay. It was the best. That was definitely a poisonous spider. Mm-hmm. It had bands that I have never seen on Canadian spiders. Like that came in the mail. Aw, yeah. <sighs> Banana spiders for everybody. Oh, God. I heard about that. Mm-hmm. Like this was recent, eh? Like in the West Island. Oh, really? Someone got like a bag of grapes or bananas or something. Oh, God. And it had a banana spider? And it had like a terrifying poisonous spider in it. No, no, no. Yeah. I was I was just being facetious because banana spiders are deadly. Yeah. No, this is a real thing. They, Ooh, they can sometimes. Oh, wow. This is actually. Yeah. See, like it has its moments of being visually really nice. It just. It's just hard to enjoy. Like, it had so much potential. Mm-hmm. And, like, even when it's pretty, it still kind of feels like I would give it, a, at best, an 80. Yeah, which is a perfectly fine score. Mm-hmm. But, like... It could have been so much more given, like, the talent involved. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's, like, it's visually very nice. It's just a bad movie. Hmm. Oh, God, they're gonna kiss. Oh, they're gonna kiss. They They just keep saying it's magic. They're going to lean in. Maybe they won't. 
Maybe they won't kiss. Nope, they're not going to kiss. Oh, uh, no, dude. Oh, no, Warhorn. She just wants to smash. Man, I was starting to root for them. Is, is this his entire army? Oh, this guy. Chinch Possum, Squirrel, One Elf. Wait, where's Chinch Possum? He was riding on the nose of the squirrel, Oh, I think. Or he's got him tied up. Oh, that w- it would make sense that they're together. Yeah. All right. And uh, Jub Jub. Jub Jub. How much are like how much would an iguana cost? Probably, Probably a lot. Probably a fair bit of money, and yeah. I'm not sure if it's entirely right to get an iguana only to complete my transformation into Patty or Selma. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not exclusively for that. No, I do think they're genuinely adorable. Yeah, and and you, I've you know been around lizards before. I know people who have taken care of lizards. Yeah, I enjoy their company. That's it. And a pet is a good thing to have. Yeah. It makes it makes all the time feel like you've got company. Mm, I really do miss having a cat. Yeah. Good old Robert Paulson. Mm-hmm. Stupidest cat in the world. You know how many people, like, upon first coming over to this apartment, have looked at this couch and said, ooh, is that a really dirty couch? Due to the hundreds of claw marks that that cat put in it? Yep. I love that it was new. I love that it was new and I wanted to put plastic wrap on it because we had just gotten a cat. And I love that um, my roommate at the time contended that he was not Italian enough to put wrapping on the furniture. (laughs) Our newfound cat then uh, completely destroyed. For reference, um, I used to live in this place where this is being recorded. This was, in fact, my bedroom. Yep. And now it's a media office thing. Yep. Yeah, Alex was looking for someone to take over the lease on his apartment. I was looking for an apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking for someone to work part-time at my company. I desperately needed part-time income sources. So I hired him and he gave me his house. Yep. <laughs> so it worked out. It was the best. It was a really good, like, that was a serendipitous Passover. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, worked out pretty you have nicely. definitely done Passover at the hall. So you have seen gefilte fish that doesn't look is kind of palatey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just couldn't remember the fish from those nights. Okay. Because there's always, like, other meat there as well. That's true. That there's I focus too on much food on Passover. Passover's a good time. Yep. Man, I think I missed it this year. I don't remember why. I was definitely on a gig during it and couldn't mm. get out of it. Yeah, fair enough. I remember... Oh, wait, no. no? This year I got hit... Like, I was running super late, and then the cab I was in got hit by another car. Right, I remember that. Yeah, I showed up, like, super late, and I felt awful that they had, like, held on this entire time. Yeah, I don't remember what I was doing that night. I had something. Oh, I had a Passover dinner with a bunch of Christian people who decided to do Passover. Oh. That's what I did for Passover this year. Hmm. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Christians love to be Judaizers and, mm-hmm. you know, take Jewish tradition and do it still, mm-hmm. um, which there's nothing inherently wrong with it. Not necessarily. Um, like, it's just kind of a, it's a gray area. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, there's nothing in the Bible that says that Christians should not celebrate Jewish holidays, mm-hmm. um, but some of them do it too intentionally and take mm-hmm. it too far to the point mm-hmm. where it's like, do you just want to be Jewish? 
Mm. Uh, which have actually caused like doctrinal splits in the past and stuff mm. like over people like focusing too hard on just being still Jews, mm. uh, which is kind of an interesting world since I, for a while attended a messianic church, which mm. is literally those people. Yep. <laughs> um, they had really good food after the service though. I don't doubt it. It was awesome. It was a bunch of like, like I, I think there was only one family there that were actually Jewish converts. Okay, and it was the pastor's family, and huh. then everyone else were like immigrants from other countries, hmm. uh, like Russians and 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 Greeks and stuff. Oh, interesting. Typically, like Orthodox people huh. uh, who just felt more aligned with the Jewish cultural identity. Well, that's fair. Like the the Eastern Church um, generally stayed a bit closer tonally, and mm. I I certainly see more overlap between uh the orthodox churches and like traditional jewish thought and practice totally yeah um than i do with roman catholicism and its thousand and one splinters <laughs> yeah absolutely and like considerably more than with like protestantism right yeah so it makes a lot of sense but yeah so it, it ended up just being this congregation of like lots of russians lots of poles lots of like um germans and and greeks and whatnot i feel like Uh, we're watching the climax of the movie and i've utterly lost the context of it yeah me too i got really interested in talking about food climax music it does have climax music uh okay so oh so he's he's still villain in the end he is the villain in the end whoa is she gonna kill him he's trying to use the potion on her to basically date rape her soul um (sighs) Like that is one big bottle of magic rohypnol. Right. Um and he wants to make her fall in love with him. Right. Against her will. Meanwhile, I think she's still in love with the Bog King. I think both of them are in love with the Bog King. Mm-hmm. Cause he like really wants to be king of the fairies. Yeah. Um, and rule their armies with southern power. Yeah. Uh, oh oh no oh is he sacrificing himself for them do not damn oh. he's gonna turn up at the end of the movie oh absolutely sure. he can't possibly die he's falling One of them needs that to is like him. disney code for maybe not dead yeah not yeah. that this is disney but it kind of codified the kids movie tropes yeah absolutely no if a character doesn't explicitly die on screen i never assume they're dead mm-hmm. that's why at the end of last season of game of thrones i was like they all might still be alive. Fair. Like, you, you're you up to date, right? Oh, yes. Without saying too much, a lot of people seem like they died in that finale. That is true, but, like, I'm just really unsure what's going to happen because a couple of those plot points are a little further ahead than where they are in the books. Yeah. Um, Like, when uh, so-and-so, the first of his name, uh, has a run-in with um, Lady Stormtrooperette. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, look, another callback to an earlier song. Oh, they're going to fall in love. Oh, of course, Sonny and Dawn fall in love. Oh. Aww. I know what he looks like now. A troll doll. Yeah, totally. He's so sweet, though. I do like him. But, like, with the hair and everything, do they still make trolls? That was a big deal when I was a kid in, like, 1992. Yeah, I think they do. I certainly remember them from my childhood. That wasn't that much later. Oh, good. Okay, everybody's happy, I guess. 
I hope the Bog King survives. Mm-hmm. I really want him to marry the goth girl. Me too. I didn't think I'd get emotionally invested in this movie. I am not. You're not? I'm like moderate levels of emotional investment. Like, you know when you're watching Jeopardy and you start to root for someone? I'll pretend like I do, so yes. I'm like that level of emotional investment. Oh, good. Like, not like, you know. I I think George Lucas can rest easy knowing that he has pulled you into approximately the emotional investment of an episode of Jeopardy. There we go. Oh, good. Ken Jennings is about to marry the goth girl. Mm -hmm. We did it. Oh, I forgot how fat the dad was. Wait, he flies. Why do they have a flying palanquin to take him in? Well, he's the king. That's no excuse. They have fucking... Well, I probably can't swear on here. You can swear on here. Okay. It's fine. They have wings. <laughs> <laughs> they do have fucking wings. Oh, shit. Oh, but she's going to turn around and see the Bog King and everything's going to be okay. Oh, wait for it. Wait for it. Oh. No. No. This is... No. No. This makes me really uncomfortable. This cannot possibly... Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, he's going to fall in love with Jub-Jub. Just putting it out there. (laughs) Oh, that would be the best. How did... Jub-Jub babies forever. How did... Why did the potion not work, though? Maybe she closed her eyes first? Maybe. Maybe she's just immune to it because she's soulless. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Maybe that's why. Uh, Yeah. Oh, shit. Was that blatant racism? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Yes. Oh. You know, those two had potential to be entertaining, like, villain sidekicks. Yeah. But they just didn't play them up enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like they got played up as McDonald's Happy Meal toys, and that is the extent to which they ever existed <laughs> as effectual sidekicks. I think somewhere in a box I have every McDonald's Happy Meal toy from, like, t- 1996, 1997. Because <laughs> uh, we, like, we were poor, and so it was the only way my mom could spoil me with toys while also feeding me. Mm-hmm. And, like, Happy Meals are, like, a reasonable meal. Yeah. Like, you can get fat eating, like... she just running away and not... Sorry, are she not committing to this? They've had an adventure together. Yeah, they need to love each other. This needs to happen, or else this movie is going to be really unsatisfying. Oh, it's happening. Okay. There's... No. Wait. Uh... Okay. I'm glad we got at least a little bit more Griselda before the end of this movie. Yeah. I'm glad. It needed to happen. It's true. Uh, I get the feeling it's going to end with everybody singing and dancing. Oh my God, I really hope so. I hope it's like a journey song too. Oh, definitely. Right. Like somewhere between the end of Star Wars and the end of Shrek. What happens at the end of Star Wars? Which one? 
uh, like at the end of Return of the Jedi, at least everybody's partying, especially okay. in like the newer versions where they cut in footage of like Naboo and Coruscant full of CGI people partying, which right. is funny because these came out before episode one did. So nobody knew what these set pieces were supposed to be or why people were partying on them. Right. Apparently, the new cantina theme in episode seven mm-hmm. was like composed and recorded and stuff by Lin Manuel Miranda. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and apparently, his vocals and J.J. Abrams's vocals are ah, part of the track. Ah, ah. I'm really excited to see the movie. Oh man, I think I called this one right. It's definitely not Journey. Okay, good. Everyone's pushing them together. Yeah. It's like social pressure is the best reason to ever choose your mate. Oh, my goodness. Don't give in to date rape potions. Just let society pressure you into dating this person. I suppose if the entire community is more is like invested in this relationship, that might be a good sign. I mean, I suppose so. It is good for their two societies. And admittedly, Mm -hmm. they have genuinely found feelings for each other. Yeah. And And it's just helping them get over their initial anxiety over this. Yeah, exactly. It does not have to be a terrible thing. Yeah. Like, there are contexts in which, like, community pressure to start a relationship can actually be helpful. Hmm. I hadn't really gotten the degree to which synchronized swimming was an inspiration for some of the flight choreography until now. Oh, that changes how I feel about a lot of it. Like some of those flips. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Can we stop with this song? It's always this song. I can't help wanting this movie to end. End. He's so much older than her. Oh, good. Good thing his wand was secretly a guitar this whole time. I mean, wasn't it a guitar in his rock concert number? It might have been. What like is that was part this? of what was bringing up the, the Megabyte comparison, because guitar solo. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that guitar solo episode. That was beautiful. Yeah. This is not the way that this song is supposed to be, like, in terms of... Are are you surprised? The, the 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 rhythm the rhythmic syncopation of the lyrics is not working here for me. Mm-hmm. They've oh oh boy kaleidoscopes. This is this is worse than I expected. Oh, this is some high budget cheese. Oh, this is like straight from the monks made of goat's milk. What? High budget cheese. Oh, that's a deep cut. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very deep cut. There we go. A Spider-Man kiss in a kaleidoscope. Synchronized swimming kaleidoscopes. Oh, notice how the, the background is all the other characters. Wings. Just sliding through the kaleidoscope edges. Oh. Saves them having to do resolution for those characters. Oh, my goodness. Oh, creepy shot to go out on. Yep. With the the possum thing. Yep. Well, we did it. We survived. 
My goodness. That, that was, was hard to watch. Yeah. Oh, God. I feel like a part of me died a little bit. It was just so bland and ineffectual. Yep. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, uh, at least I had good company to completely forget I was watching a movie with. Yep, yep. It uh, it helped. Oh, my goodness. You know, though, this could have been worse. That is absolutely true. I it think could have been much worse. We need to take a minute and 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 each share what was the the shining the silver lining the shining light for us hmm. for for this movie because there must be something. I liked the rock concert number. Okay, like Alan Cumming, and I like Jub Jub. Mm. You 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 mean the like the Alan Cumming singing in a high register? That is the one. The one that yeah. had like very specific rock concert staging, lighting, and choreography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good scene. Yeah. It it worked. It was the one song that I felt was actually like kind of on point. Genuinely good. Yep. There were other moments where the music was like, all right, I can this is fine. But most of the time it kind of was straddling like a sixty a sixty five. Yeah. It was passing but barely. That's it, yeah. Um I think highlight for me is is definitely like that scene where they start to like where uh, Marianne and the Bog King start that was like, nice. crushing on each other. Yeah, it was good. It it felt like there was some genuine emotion there. We mm-hmm. were talking over it. Yeah, I um, I kind of lost most of that. To yeah. be honest. Yeah. Well, you were talking. I was listening to you and it at the same time because mm-hmm. I'm really good at that. And they were they were having like a nice genuine moment, sharing from from their hearts and and mm-hmm. talking about like love and fear of getting into relationships and stuff. Okay, um, I can buy that. And they both kind of have similar hangups. Yeah. And then, you know, coming out of that scene and going oh, into the part where they... on this? Oh, yeah. Who's Roland going to fall in love with? Oh. 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 Delicious. Somehow that worked. Um, that may have been the most revolting thing in the entire movie. <laughs> Can I change my shining light? That was that was it. <laughs> I never thought I'd want to see a blonde fairy make out with a fly, but I did. Mm-hmm. I genuinely liked that. That made me happy. I resent your use of the word fairy. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we get this song back now. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, this is... You know, for for all the all the shitting on it we've done, it had some good stuff. Yeah, it 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 was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, would you recommend it to people? Absolutely not. Yeah, no, me neither. Uh, I would say if you're looking for something with with a similar flavor that is just actually good, watch a different movie. Watch something else entirely. Watch um, West Side Story. Uh yeah. Um, Into the Woods has a similar vibe aesthetically. Oh, I could see uh, that. I, I still haven't seen uh, the film version of that. Okay. Uh, in terms of like lighting and whatnot, it feels very similar to like the second half of this movie. Uh, oh, nice. Just the whole way through. Like there is, I can get behind that. It's all just kind of the same tones, hmm. right? Like it's it has like a blue filter over it almost. Yeah. Um, like um, the really cool midsection of Mad Max 
I haven't seen Mad Max. Really? Yeah. There's a wonderful part where there's everything under the sun has been gelled blue. And okay. it is really, really cool looking. Like, that's a beautiful looking movie lighting wise. The new one? The new one. Okay. Yeah. Not the classic original one. Right. That was not a film with budget. Right. Fair um, enough. But no. Fury Road uh, is like a, a cinematic experience of the last calendar year. And mm-hmm. I strongly recommend just taking it in for the look and feel. It was it was feminist Wagner in right. post-apocalyptic Australia. It was. Yeah, I, I've heard A-plus. it's incredible. I'm kind of just waiting for her to get to Netflix. Ah, yeah. are any of those on Netflix, though? I don't know, but new movies sometimes, and by sometimes I mean often, make it to Netflix. That is true. Within like a year or two. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I was going to say, I'm, why don't you rent it? And then I just showed my age to the internet. You know, I also used to rent movies. You're not mm-hmm. that old. Or we're both old. Yes. Probably that. Oh, boy. You are not old yet. No, but I, I've i been feeling old recently. Mm-hmm. Just, Yeah. I have a couple of years before I'm officially old. Yes. Admittedly, you are that. already at the age when everybody in your circle of friends and mine started calling me old. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Like when like you and Dave and all of them kind of settled into your old being the go to. Oh, yeah. It's Alex. He's yeah. old. Yeah. Was at 22. Yeah. Because you all were like 17. Yeah. Well, that's around when we met you, right? Yeah. Y'all would have been first year, and I was in my fifth year at Dawson. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this would be if I were still there. What my my this would be my fifth year at Dawson if I had continued to mm-hmm. do it at a painfully slow pace instead of dropping out. Uh, going along with my work at Dawson. Uh, now that I'm going back as a student, my tenth year at Dawson. Ooh. Like <laughs> I started in 2006. I am finally finishing my deck in 2016 <laughs> but then you're gonna get to work there officially i mean i've been working there officially i can just work there permanently which right. is uh better a vast improvement over contract work yeah yeah because all them benefits so the credits music that's happening right now is just kind of like like i could just it's been i could close my eyes and meditate to this yeah it's channeling a lot of east asian things yeah um and like kind of movie middle east which is really not fitting to the rest of this movie no i think they're trying to be evocative of a sense of magic maybe um but i feel like this could have been the scoring to prince of persia yeah like this is in fact, like I'm pretty. fairly certain The Sands of Time has a track that sounds exactly like this. Man, how good was The Sands of Time, though? Is that actually a movie as well and not just a video game? No, no, the video game, specifically. Okay. Yeah. It was really good. I do Especially remember. Farah and her um, preternatural ability to sense cracks in walls anywhere. Mm. I have that ability. Mm-hmm. I'm quite aware of that one. Yeah. I'm just pointing up. There might be a crack in the ceiling. I don't know. Ah, I'm using <laughs> my headphones. Like... The second you find any kind of enemy, oh, look, crack, I'll hide. So this whole time I've had one earphone on and one earphone off so that I could hear Alex. Yep. And I had the one that was off tucked behind my ear. Yep. I've just put it above my ear. What is going it's on? It's so much comfier. I'm really regretting the past hour and a half. Two hours? Uh, close to two movie? hours. Dear God, really? This can't have been that long. Yeah, close to hour and 45 almost. Yep. That's brutal. 
what is this uh, track? I don't know. Especially for it to start to build up like this. Toward- As the credits are ending. Yeah. Oh, we get some more mushrooms. For the obvious sequel that we all need in our lives. Strange mushrooms. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that hurt. Oh my goodness. Is that really on Netflix? I only know it from like the 30 Rock sketch. <laughs> does, that say, does that say Legend of the Guardians? It does say Legend of the Guardians. And those are owls wearing crowns. Oh, oh, oh my God. Uh the Owls of Gahul. Gahul. Oh, man. Well, this has been... This has been an experience. Oh, yes. I hope I have not been talking too quietly this entire time. I keep looking at the screen and worrying that my blips are not as big as yours. Also, story of my life. Well, I, if, they, if they're if they not, I'll, I'll fix it in post. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fine, though. Um... Yeah, well, thank you for doing this. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. We'll have to. Uh, I'd love to have you on for an actual episode of of the podcast sometime. That would be fun. Um, and then also, uh, if we if we do this again next year, we'll have to find something even worse than this. I will do my level best to find it. Nice. Netflix will not disappoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, remember that you can go to iTunes and rate and review the show. That'll help us a lot. Uh, leave a comment on the SoundCloud. Tell us, uh, what your highlight from this movie was. Maybe it was different from ours. Uh, if you want to support the show financially, uh, go to patreon.com slash up for discussion. Uh, you can pledge as little as a dollar to get some sweet ass perks. Um, and, uh, yeah, we will see you next week with our year in review episode because God, it's almost the end of the year. It is in fact almost the end of the year. We get to do year-end inventory next week. Kill me now. Oh, yes. Um, Yeah. Thanks again, Alex. Oh, thank you all for having me, Internet and Tom. Um, If you guys like Alex, are you on Twitter? You're not on Twitter. I am not on Twitter. There's nowhere that they can, like, go say thank you to you for being here. Uh, Support Tom and people and let them know that you liked me. Yeah, just tweet at us at Down the Talking. Yeah, do that. Maybe it'll convince me to join the internet one of these days. Oh, man. If this gets a million retweets, Alex will get a Twitter. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Yeah, no. Oh, my God. Well, I think the only way to properly go out of this episode is with a song. What? I was gonna I was gonna say we should sing that song that they sang a thousand times in the movie. I honestly can't even remember it. Me neither. I've already blocked it out of my memory. Yeah, right now I'm getting the love theme from uh, Titanic, The Legend Continues. Ooh, let's not go there right now. (laughs) That's even worse. All right, guys, thanks again. See you next week. Bye. Oh, let me get the, hang on, I have to make a bad sound. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be an episode of Up for Discussion if we didn't do this. Is that a... All right, I forgot that that was a part of your life. Yep. What a naive, happy world I lived in.